Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Inside Gaming for Friday. It's Black Friday. Off. Inside gaming now 50% 60% off trample a woman in the Walmart parking lot <laughs> to get to this episode I'm about to elbow somebody in the mouth for a Furby So what do you do after you make one of the best indie games in recent memory make a sequel bathe in your money take a year off Maybe well if you're motion twin the creator of dead cells you do the opposite of what everyone expects you Give birth to a whole new company handed the keys to your best-selling game and then start thinking about your next project Hey inside gaming daddy over there on the laptop Brian Gar interviewed one of the founders of that new company which is called Evil Empire and got some interesting behind-the-scenes details about how Dead Cells was made. Hell yeah, doing some original reporting for you guys. Is that a Rage Against the Machine reference that they're making there? It's pretty edgy. They're French, so I don't know if they have Rage Against the Machine over there. Oh no, they don't. And even more interesting, he told us about how that process would not work for the new company going forward. But before we get to that, let's back up and talk about the history of Motion Twin and how it became one of the most well-regarded indie studios in the world today. Yeah, Brian, you talked to the marketing manager, right? Yeah, his name's Steve Philby. He was actually the 14th person hired at Motion Twin. And while most people have only heard of the studio because of Dead Cells, Motion Twin, they're not a newcomer to games. They've been around a while. Yeah, before Dead Cells was ever a thing, Motion Twin had a long history of making games, dating back to the best era of games, the Flash game era of the early 2000s. Yeah, hell yeah. Well said. Yeah, Motion Twin is headquartered in France where everyone lives. But mm. in the early days, Philby said that nobody was interested in traditional corporate models with bosses who get paid more and underlings who get less and take the orders. Like all companies. Yeah, like, yeah, how any org structure works. Yeah. <laughs> so he told us what they really wanted to do was just stay a bunch of friends working together. What they really wanted to do was just stay a bunch of friends sort of working together and not have those sort of arguments and not have those sort of power disparities. So they ended up coming up with a solution, a co-op model. And under that model, nobody was anybody else's boss. Everybody got paid the same. Everybody had an equal say. And everyone worked the same amount of time. As Philby put it, they didn't let people crunch on a game or slack off. Yeah, I think we're gonna do something similar to Inside Gaming. I'm declaring right now that I no longer have a boss. Any bosses, I'm my own boss. <laughs> if you do it on Black Friday, it holds for the rest of the year. That's right, yeah. Philby said that the decision to be a co-op wasn't really a political decision in a sense of overtly fist-in-the-air, militant, anti-capitalist, although he pointed out that France is much more left-leaning than the United States. <laughs> I guess I'll take his word on it. I don't know how I feel about that. In Motion Twins' case, he said- They were just kids, really, and they just wanted to maintain sort of like a group dynamic that made sense to them. Over time, though, the kinds of games they made changed from Flash games to free-to-play web games to mobile. But it was that last genre, mobile, that they really hated. That rain is so loud. Yeah, is that a problem? At one point, about five years ago, they decided, screw it, we're not gonna do this anymore. No more mobile. Yeah, and they had saved up some money they'd made from previous games, so for the next few years, they'd go in a new direction, making a Steam game. It's the kind of decision that a regular company would never go for, but at Motion Twin, they had that flexibility because, remember, everybody had an equal in this Communists. Utopia. Plus, Philly said that the aim at Motion Twin wasn't, let's make heaps of money. It was, let's all be happy and love our job. That's dumb. That's crazy talk. Who do they think they are? Motion Twin, stop. You're gonna f*** it up for the rest of us. Philby, who had recently come on board, thought it was, quote, madness. And to uh, clarify, he meant switching off mobile and going to make a Steam game, not being happy at your job. I think he thought that was fine. But the group had decided they wanted to make a roguelike Metroidvania. Hmm, and off they went. And as they built the game, their cooperative model had some real 
strengths and weaknesses as to be expected. Since there are no bosses, everyone could have a say in everyone else's job. An engineer could tell an artist that they didn't particularly like a color, and the artist would have to defend that choice. And as a result, they were constantly fine-tuning their game, making it better. So Philby said that that was the big secret of why Dead Cells became a success. It's also a good game. No, it's just a very good game. Awesome roguelike. Yeah. Now, that ultimately helped Dead Cells stand out because there were definitely other indie roguelikes and Metroidvanias out there, but Motion Twin was constantly refining and improving its version. Yeah, Brian, were there any drawbacks to that? Yeah, the big drawback was everyone had a say and everything else. It just made it difficult because everyone's equal. So there was a huge risk of paralysis and basically nothing getting done. And Philby admitted that was an issue at times. He described it to me as lots and lots of blood, sweat and tears and wailing and gnashing of teeth. It wasn't an easy process by any means. You're saying we need rulers to keep us in line. Exactly. That's we what they want. need somebody with a boot on our neck or we'll just never <laughs> get anything done. All these voices in this liberal paradise in France. Ew. They call the development of Dead Cells. It was a very traumatic process that saw a lot of people leave. It was Beirut up in there for a while. Finally, Dead Cells did release in early access in 2017, and its full release on PC and consoles came just a year later. Yeah, it was almost instantly a hit. Philby said he thought they could sell 20,000 copies in the first six months. They sold more than that on the first day. Woo! Hell yeah, Motion Twin. As of August, it sold more than 2.4 million copies. Critics called it one of the best indie games in recent memory, and it won a number of honors, including best indie game at last year's Golden Joystick Awards. Dead Cells was an official success, and Motion Twin was now one of the best-known indie studios in the world, a so-called triple-I studio. I'd never heard that before, but I guess it's like the indie equivalent of triple-A. Brian Quinn, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. that's us. You gotta pay me five bucks every time you say it. You hear that, Kotaku? Oh. <laughs> Not saying any names. Uh, but the team Trace was, and dryer. But the team was divided about what to do next. Some wanted to go on to a new project. Others wanted to keep working on Dead Cells and keep pushing out new content to its now millions of new fans. Yeah, after a conversation between everyone, that latter group broke off and became a new company, Evil Empire. Philby is now part of Evil Empire, but he says it was all done with Motion Twin's blessing. They still own Dead Cells and have final say on anything that goes into the game. Hmm, sounds like they have a boss. But Evil Empire also has the freedom to experiment with new ideas and possibly make their own games down the road. And that's not the only difference, though. Oh? Evil Empire has much more of a traditional corporate structure as opposed to Motion Twins all-for-one, one-for-all approach. Part of the reason they did that, Philby said, is because they wanted to grow. By contrast, Motion Twin learned that due to its philosophy, it had to stay relatively small between eight to ten people. Yeah, well, this was a fun little experiment, but it's time to make some cash. We got bills to pay over here in It's France. cute that you guys have these ideals, but... <laughs> Let's get this paper. Otherwise, as Philby explained, you've got too many people in a meeting and it's just impossible to get anything done. Yeah, he told me they tried to do it with like 17 people, like have a meeting, but it just didn't work at all. So the magical number where anarchy kind of works is like nine? Exactly, yeah. Okay, no, please. Ocean Twin is about eight people right now and they're still pondering on what to do next. They're still sitting with their heads on pillows, I guess. Is yeah. I guesses, I guess. Philby said they're not trying to make the next Dead Cells, but the best game that they can. But Dead Cells is the yardstick now, whether they like it or not. And there's an unavoidable level of pressure there. While Motion Twin doesn't want to grow any bigger, Evil Empire definitely does. Yeah, oh, they're an empire. That's how it works. Brian, I know you got some info on the new studio they set up. What's that looking like? Yeah, so when I talked to Philby, and this was a few weeks ago, but they were at nine employees. They are staffing up. When I talked to him, he already had two interviews scheduled for possible new hires. So yeah, they're definitely 
planning to staff up and while they're just working on Dead Cells stuff right now, he said they could work on new games, maybe Dead Cells related, maybe something completely different. Yeah, the two companies still work in the same office and they're all still friends. Like a little sitcom, yeah. like game developers all being so, friends through their weird power struggles. As Philby described it, you know, it's a little bit kind of like motion between had a baby. And so this is like the rebellious Republican of very liberal parents, I guess. <laughs> they had Alex P. Keaton, they had Rosemary's baby. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming up next is the botched gender reveal. And we wondered if they were worried that the new studio might lose some of that magic that Motion Twin had. Uh, Co-op might be unwieldy, but it also did produce dead cells. Philby's response was yes, they absolutely are worried about losing some of that secret sauce. But to try and recreate it, they have established a core group of four people inside Evil Empire. An evil cabal inside an evil empire. Yeah, it, it does sound like a weird council, especially when they only have eight employees. Four of them are on the high council. They have nine, but your point still stands. And just like Motion Twin, there's zero hierarchy in that inner circle. And they want their designers and artists to have all the creative freedom to innovate just like the team in Motion Twin did. Philby also said he doesn't believe in the corporate structure of having one genius at the top who then imparts their wisdom to the rest of the team. Trickle down genius game design, yeah. I love it. I mean, it works for some studios. Like Kojima's entire career has been based on that. There's other developers who kind of have their own level of clout the studio depends on. Yeah, they're just not like that. They, uh, they are all about the collaboration. I think he told me like, we hire you to think, so what are your thoughts? So will Evil Empire flourish? Will Motion Twin make something better than Dead Cells? Will we still be asking rhetorical questions? Who knows? Yeah, but it is cool to see a company make a great game with a completely different structure than the usual crunch-heavy, top-down approach we see at most developers. Yeah, I know, it's like a refreshing change. Thank God it was like a success for once. And it's also interesting to note that they realized that that wouldn't work for more than eight to 10 people. So they're also just being really honest in their approach to how they make these games. It's kind of nice. At any rate, it'll be cool to see what both of these companies go on to do and what kinds of things they'll learn from their differing ways of doing business. I don't understand how it would work beyond that eight to 10 people. That does seem like kind of the magic number where it's still manageable enough that you don't just have 30 people suddenly giving their input on art direction who are not artists. You know, the accountant is coming in giving story advice. I also think you have to be pretty tight with the rest of those people in a small group. And yeah. once it gets to like 30 people, you're probably not as close to all of them. So if somebody's like, hey, I don't like what you're doing, you might be like, hey, go f yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're not all bros and also have like a certain amount of respect for each other, that exactly. when advice comes in, it's not taken as like an insult. Tell me my art design sucks. Your art design sucks. Hey, I really appreciate that. The handed criticism, bro. Tell us we suck in the comments below. <laughs> Meanwhile, if either of you criticize my writing, I'll kill you.